This is Steel City Business, the Sheffield Business Podcast. Hello, I'm James and this is Steel City Business, brought to you by the team at Rebel Base Media, highlighting the great stuff happening within the business community right here in Sheffield. Today we're meeting Lorraine Dixon, a writer and publisher who's made the move into setting up her own business, Open Narrative, with two unique products she's launched in the last year. Hi, my name's Lorraine Dixon and I'm the proprietor of the publishing company uh, Open Narrative. Lorraine, well, um, tell me more. Tell me about Open Narrative. Well, Open Narrative publishes, well, I actually create and publish uh, books and games that help people make sense of their busy lives, basically. Okay, now this is this is a first for us on Steel City mm-hmm. Business because you are um, you're a one man ship. You are a sole trader. I am. I'm I'm a sole trader. Tell me, tell me, talk me through the background. Then how how did you get to the point where you find yourself now? Well, my background is varied. Um, I've had various roles within various organisations. Um, I've worked in further education. Um, I've worked in catering, run restaurants. And I'm also a coach, so a life coach and small business coach. In my free time, I write exam papers. So, right. <laughs> and doing the publishing of the work that I do now just seemed a natural move forward. So it's pulling together all the skills that I have into one package. Now, no man is an island, so... I do collaborate with other people. So rather than have employees, um, I would work with other sole traders or other small companies to produce products um, like the Being Me Diary or the Reflections Game. Um, And they are all produced locally. We print everything in the UK the people I work with uh, tend to be uh, from Sheffield mm-hmm. or from South Yorkshire and they're skilled people running their own companies, um, again, as what we call one-woman bands. <laughs> most of the women, most of the people I work with are women okay. um, and that's just the way it's turned out, not through uh a particular deference towards women, yeah, it just is women. Okay, um, I'm going to ask you about both the, uh, the 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 products that you've got. In fact, you've got you've got the book, and you've uh, got the. Uh, do I call it a game? Is that the right description? Well, you could call it a tool. All right, let's go tool. So we've got <laughs> book and a tool. So we'll we'll talk about those. So um, just how so how long have you been doing this as the company? Okay, so open narrative uh, began in 2017. Um, and I created and published Being Me Diary. Now, it's not about me being me, it's about you being you. So let me give you an example. James, when is your birthday? Uh, just the, you're not asking for the year, are you? No, I don't no, want no, to no. make that public. No, just the day. Uh, it's the 16th of April. 16th of April. Uh, so you're Aries? I am Aries, yeah. yeah. Okay, so open the book on April the 16th, and the question there is, which party will you vote for in the next election? Oh, crikey. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to answer that? (laughs) No, you don't, because this is what you would answer on your birthday. Right, okay. Okay, and this is about a conversation with you. 
and it's about your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. And it's a five-year diary. So there are 365 different questions, a question for each day of the year. And you would answer this question um, in 2020. You would answer 364 other questions and come back to the same question on the same day the following year and answer it again. So as you build up your story, you're telling your story one day at a time. Okay. Um, this is, it's quite different to anything that I've ever seen before. Um, what's the background specifically to this book? How did the idea come about? Okay. Well, I love to journal. Um, I'm a writer and journaling is one of the, it's the first thing I do every morning when I get up. Um, I feed the chickens first, the dog, <laughs> the cats, um, make a cup of tea and then I start on my journals. Um, Julia Cameron uh, wrote The Artist's Way, which specifically talks about the three pages. So it's about journaling, free writing, three pages um, every morning. But what I found with using this method is that I'd write it and then fill the book, put it in a box, it goes in the attic. I have an attic full of books that I've never read. With being me, it's the opportunity to reflect because you get to see how you change, how your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions change over the five-year period that you fill it in. It may sound arduous, but literally it's tweet-sized response. It's an A5 book. You can't write too much. So can you be concise um, in your thoughts for that particular day? And obviously, if something big happens, then you don't answer the question. You you talk about what's what it is that's happened that particular day. Okay. The thing is, there's no to-do list. There's no bullet points. It's not about production um, or being more effective or being anything else other than you. So that's why it came about, because I wanted to see how I was growing as a person Um and because I liked it so much, I decided to publish it. So are these all questions that you've uh, asked and answered yourself? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm now in year three of the book itself. Um, before I published the book, I did trial it with quite a few people um, and get to get them to answer the questions, see whether the questions were right, did it in, you know, what what was the feedback? So a little bit of market research. And... It went down really well. I have been asked to produce one for children, so that may come in the future. But as a one-man band, these are sometimes the restrictions. I only have so much time. <laughs> and marketing, um, and when you publish things, there are a lot of uh, different tasks that you have to do other than just create books. Okay. Um, do you have a favourite question? Well, can I just say that writing 365 different questions was challenging I can imagine. in the first place. Um, some of the questions are very light and fluffy. Uh, so it would be, I don't know, what's your favourite colour? What can you smell right now? So that enables you to actually stop and be mindful just in that moment. So what can you smell? Um, another one... Is what's right in front of you. What can you see? So those are just simple stop and think questions. Then there are some deeper questions that ask a 
ask you to give a little bit more about yourself. And then there are the deeper questions that really want you to think about where you are right now in your life and what you'd like to change. So there isn't a favourite question, I will say. Okay. And they are all different. Because if I ask deep questions every single day, people would soon get fed up. Mm-hmm. So asking, you know, sort of having... Uh, like variety. A variety mm-hmm. makes okay. it a lot easier. Who Who's kind of like the target market for this? Well, it's interesting because the sales primarily are women. Mm-hmm. There are uh, some, I would say, around 15 to 20% male. But I don't know whether they're buying them as gifts <laughs> for their ladies. As far as the female market is concerned... It's any age range from 14 up. I did used to have the strap line of where will you be five years from now? Mm -hmm. That proved quite challenging when I was approached by more mature persons. Mm -hmm. um, Because if you are not well or you have an illness, being asked where will you be five years from now? isn't necessarily appropriate. So um, I now say, just tell your story. Just tell your story one day at a time. Mm -hmm. So the target market is people who would like to journal, who don't journal, and who want to tell their story. So it's basically anybody. Okay. The other thing you have with you is... We're calling it a, a, a tool. Now, you, you, you did demonstrate. So we, we first met at the uh, Sheffield uh, Business Showcase, which is uh, a few weeks back now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did demonstrate this for, for me and my colleague, uh, Izzy. Um, so um, obviously, it's, there's, a, there's a visual element to this. So let's just kind of talk this through. So um, we've got what effectively looks like to the untrained eye. This looks to me just like a, a pack of cards. Right. You've got. A number of different cards. So you have movement cards, you have question cards, you have person cards. So this is because it's a game for two to four people. Okay. You also have kindness cards. The game or tool is a collaboration um, between four Sheffield women. Primarily, there's Katie Bain from Games Explorers, um, who she designed the mechanics of the game and how it would work. So she did a fabulous job there. And then I created the content. So again, it's about questions. My life is about questions. What do I do for a job? I ask questions. I think is the best way to respond to that. As you can see, it's very colourful. It's very bright. The branding and the design uh, the artwork was created by Laura Evans from Nifty Fox. And all our photographs were done by Hannah Saw Photography, again, a local photographer. Cool. So basically, there's four women involved in creating the end product. And any uh, time you see it, either on the websites or out and about, it's for local women. So what, what actually is it how how does it work what what does it do um and why why do i need it in my life okay so it's a bit of fun okay i like fun but it creates uh, or helps you to create meaningful conversations okay um the diary that we discussed being me diary 
is a conversation with the self. The game is about meaningful conversations with others. So you can do this with friends, you can do it with family, um, you can do it with work colleagues. Um, There are some organisations in and around Yorkshire at the moment that are using uh, the game for CPD events, so continuous professional development, Mm -hmm. for enrichment activities in local colleges. Um, And it can be used in therapeutic environments where people need to be able to communicate about themselves sometimes can be quite difficult and challenging. And some of the questions are a little bit difficult and challenging. So when you play the game, if there's a question and you don't want to answer it because it doesn't feel right, Mm -hmm. you can offer a kindness. So it's a safety mechanism that's built in to the game to enable you to feel comfortable throughout. The aim of the game, you have to collect... You have to have answered four questions, um, one from each suit of cards, and there are four suits. um, It's not hearts, diamonds, spades (laughs) and clubs, by the way. It's home and finance, family and relationships, work and career, health and lifestyle. So you have to have answered at least one question from each of the suits. You have to have given four kindnesses. Now, let me just explain that a kindness can be a compliment, it can be a thank you, it can be a hug. It all depends upon who you're playing with Mm -hmm. and what's appropriate and what kindness you want to give. And you will receive four kindnesses as well. Right. So you have to have (laughs) answered four questions, given away four kindnesses and received four kindnesses. Okay. And then you win. But everybody wins (laughs) because people are being real and they're being honest. Can you give me an example of one of the questions? I can. Okay. So, family and relationships. Okay. What advice would you give to your younger self? Go on, James. Oh, right. What advice would I give to my um, younger self? Um, Don't drink as much beer as you get older because (laughs) it's harder to stay in shape. (laughs) That doesn't really fit with the uh, the family and uh, and relationships, does it? Well, it could do. It, it's what it's the first thing that came into your head. Okay. So it's fine. That's how you answered it. Now, also in the pack of cards, there's a red card and a green card. Now you may have answered that question, and but you didn't want me to ask anything about it. If you'd been playing the game and you were going to answer the question, and that came in. You might not want me to comment. Right. So you'd hold up the red card. Right. So that shuts me up. Okay. If you hold up the green card, it means that I can comment or I can offer advice okay. or anything else. But the red card, it's a it's a no-no. Right. Don't okay. speak. Makes sense. So um, how many of these have you sold? Well, this is new to the market. It was only launched in September. Right, wow. Um, and we, I couldn't give you, if this was Dragon's Den, Peter Jones would shoot me down because I can't give you an exact figure. Right. Um, if you ask me after Christmas, I'll be able to tell you more because, as I say, we did a collaboration. So it was a collaboration agreement between Katie and I. We dual funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's self-funded 
really. I don't know how many Katie's sold and Katie doesn't know how many I've sold. So that's right. why I can't answer the question. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, so both the things that, that we've, uh, that we've talked about so far today are, are quite sort of unique things and, and, and something that, you know, I've not, not really come across before. Um, is, is that deliberate? Is, is this kind of what you want to be producing stuff that is quite unique that, that maybe isn't, there isn't anything quite the same out there? Um, I'm producing what comes into my head. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, if something sits right with me, um, it, and how I feel about it, can I be passionate about it? Both these products I am really passionate about. Um, I can't sell something I don't believe in. And I believe in both of these very, very much. There's a third product that's just starting to it's in its first draft okay and that's going to be great too as the ideas come in if i can create them if it's viable um and i do talk to other business people and say how does this sound what about this what about that then i i will produce it and i will find the funding i will find the money to produce something that i can i can i can believe in so I'm not building an empire because this is about people helping themselves. Mm -hmm. So I'm producing things that can help people be the best that they can be. Okay. Um, that, that kind of links to the next question that I was going to ask you, which is that um, I can imagine sitting here with someone who's um, designed these, these um, you know, a, a similar sort of product that they're currently selling um, and I ask them, right, what's the, the end game? What the, what's their aim? And the, their idea would be, well, I really hope it gets spotted by one of the big boys and they come along and they buy me out. Um, or I want to mass produce this on an international level. The feeling I get from you is that that your motive is a little bit different. So what, what is the end game for you? What do you want out of this? Do you, are you hoping this is going to make you a millionaire or, or uh, is your aim something a little bit different? A millionaire. <laughs> no, that sounds like way too much responsibility. <laughs> um, I want to, uh, what I'd like to do, what I see myself doing is sitting in a room. Okay. Um, I'm in my own house that is connected to a very large garden and I grow my own veg and I've got my own hens and I've, you know, and I'm packaging because when I send things out to people, because you can buy them on my website, um, I package them really nicely and put them all together. And it's actually quite fun going to the post office <laughs> and sending all these things out to people. And then hopefully, and a lot of people do send me feedback it just gives me real job satisfaction. I've worked in uh, some jobs where I've absolutely hated what I've been doing. So you wake up in the morning and you get that heavy sinking in your heart. If that comes up, then I know it's time to change. Um, and there are a lot of people who can live with that. I can't. So I have to love what I do. And I do. Uh, I'm loving doing this and working with the people that I work with. Um, to create wonderful things that people can use and make changes in their own lives. Because I've, I've, I've worked in various jobs. I've done everything from being a restaurateur to a college lecturer, being a management, 
And I just l- quite like being a little entrepreneur, okay. building my own little business. <laughs> I like that. That's nice. That's nice. Um, how d- do you kind of set yourself targets? Do you have kind of targets that you work towards? Um, as in financial targets. Well, as in, do you have kind of a, a forecast for 2020, which is you want to sell X number of this and X number of that? Yes, I do. Um, so do I forecast? I have to, otherwise it's not really a business. Yep. Um and I know that I would like to sell a thousand units of each. Mm-hmm. So if I can sell a thousand units of each, I will then have the funding to be able to produce the next product. The name I'm not going to give away yet. Right. Because I need it to be further developed than what it is at the moment. Cool. Makes sense. And it will also enable me to live in a way that's um, comfortable. Mm-hmm. While I develop, while I further develop the next product. Okay, okay. Um, so, what, what? Normally, the question that I ask people is, is what have kind of been your biggest successes? I'm going to slightly change that with 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 this because I want to ask what the the nicest feedback is that you've had when people have decided to do something differently and it's worked for them. Because they've read something or done something, they answered a question um, as part of the coaching that I do, where they've implemented a change that's made them feel happier inside. Because it is, it's about, people think there's the head and then there's the body. It isn't, it's all connected. And people need to listen to the heart sometimes and not always the head. So when they listen to the heart is when they, they become happier. Why are we all so miserable? Why are we all so depressed? Why is there so much mental ill health? Because perhaps we're not living an authentic life. Um, and I, I like my authentic life. So I'm actually really quite content. <laughs> and But that's taken a lot of learning. Right. Um, and a lot of errors and a lot of unhappiness, a lot of mistakes. But now I do feel con- I'm in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time. For me, okay. Opposite end of the scale, then. Mm-hmm. Um, what what have been the real challenges? You've kind of brought something to market here that's that's quite unique and unusual. Um, so I imagine that um, that you've you've probably had some difficult conversations and maybe even some blank expressions from people when you've been um, kind of talking to them about what it is that you do. So yeah. what what have been those challenges? <laughs> Actually, for me to find the way of explaining to other people how it works where these sit in the market because I took a leap of faith I took a huge risk made a big financial investment in the initial uh, printing of being me diary because everything is on FSC certified paper Um, it's all printed in the UK it's as environmentally friendly as it can be Um, so the costs are not cheap and it's a huge learning curve Goodness me. So then I've got this beautiful product. I know what it does. I've then got to explain to others. And who do I sell it to? What it? So really I put the cart before the horse to start with because really you're supposed, to, you're supposed to do your business plan and you're supposed to do your SWOT analysis. And No, no, no. I had in my head exactly what I wanted. I knew exactly what it should look like, what it was going to be, and then I did everything secondly. Um, and when you're risking thousands of pounds, that's it's it's 
it's a challenge. Yes, I can imagine. But again, you've got to trust yourself. Okay. And I did trust in it, and it's 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 working. It's interesting here. You kind of talk about um, getting the right way of explaining this to to people. Mm-hmm. Um, do I read from that 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 your intention is probably to only ever sort of sell this yourself? That you've not got any kind of aims to to try and get this into any sort of shops or anything like that it's interesting when when you when you look at the retail trade because the costings it changes everything totally i made a decision two months ago which is why i was actually at the showcase the sheffield showcase that's a big investment uh and the return on investment I can't tell you at the moment because I made lots of contacts. I was talking to you mm-hmm. at the showcase. Who knows what this podcast will do? Who knows what the um, what will happen with the other contacts that I made on that day? Um, so again, it's all about any small business. It's all about risk. What are you What are you willing to risk to move forward? I'm going to say it now. I have signed up to go to London for three days to the 2020 stationery show. Mm-hmm. And that is where I will be approaching retailers. So I've got an exhibition stand. Again, you're just not talking a few pounds. Yeah. You've got to invest your heart and soul <laughs> into doing uh, trade shows. So I've taken the plunge and I am going to try and get it into uh, the larger stores. It was interesting that you're touching on kind of trade shows and things like that because I'm, I'm, I'm always interested to kind of hear how uh, different people approach marketing, advertising, promotion of, of what it is that they do. Some are very simple and straightforward that you know, just they advertise to prospective customers. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's your kind of approach to, to that? Obviously, trade shows seem to, to take up quite a big part of that. Yeah, uh, but they're very costly. Mm-hmm. Um, social media marketing, mm-hmm. um, again, that's a huge learning curve for anybody who starts in business on their own. Um, social media is one of the easiest, well, it's one of the best tools you can use, providing you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I have had um, advice from uh professionals as to how to do it and I'm always seeking advice as to how to better market my tools I mean I get I get lots of emails actually usually going into my spam file telling me how bad I'm doing my social media marketing but I am selling books and I am selling games therefore something is working and social media word of mouth I mean, I love talking to people. So give me the trade shows. Give me the places where I can go and stand and talk to people about my products. And I'm really happy. Don't worry about the social media emails, by the way. We all get those. We all get those. <laughs> um, okay. If if there's someone um, that's maybe in a similar position to where you were uh, a few years back mm-hmm. and, and, and is quite kind of intrigued about your journey and kind of thinks, right, I'd, I'd like to do, you know, I've got an idea for a, a, a product that's mm-hmm. a little bit out of the, the mainstream, that's a little bit quirky and a little bit unusual. Um, what advice would you give to someone that's right at the start of the journey that you've been on? Market research. Right. That is the first thing you, sh- you should do. So you've got your idea, get a prototype, and test it. Does it work? Doesn't it work? 
who are you going to sell it to? Ladies um, are my target market because they, they like to write, they like to do things. This is by hand. You know, you write cursive script. You don't key it in on your mobile phone. So it tends to be the more mature lady. Mm-hmm. So, but finding that out and finding where it sits in the market. So, for example, my diary comes under stationery. It took me 12 months to figure that out. It's not a book. It's not a novel. It's not something that you market as you would a normal book. Mm-hmm. But it's not a normal diary. So where does it sit? <laughs> you've you've got to find... That's what slowed the progress down more than anything because I didn't know where it sat in the market. So that is the piece of advice I would give more than anything else. Good advice. Um, final question from me, and mm-hmm. I'm going to paraphrase your book a little bit here. Where do you want to see yourself in five years' time? Oh, where do I want to see myself in five years' time? Um, I have a log cabin that my husband's built because he's very handy. Um <laughs> And I am, at this moment, packaging uh, games and books that I've sold online. And I've got to take them to the post office before it closes (laughs) at five o'clock. My husband's also a chef, so he's going to make the tea and then we can have an evening walk by the river at the bottom of the garden. Not one that's not flooded, by the way. (laughs) So that's where I see myself. So do I see myself as this millionaire being this thing? No, that's not for me what life is about. That's about the ego, unless it's about ways of helping other people to achieve their dreams. That's what I'd really like to do. Good answer. Um, If anyone wants to find out more about the products or maybe find out more about you or get in touch, um, how's the best way to go about doing that? You can do that through my website, which is opennarrative.co.uk Lorraine, thank you for your time and uh, the best of luck. I look forward to uh, to the new product when, uh, when, that, when that comes out. Well, thank you, James, and thanks for your time. It's been great to talk to you today. Find us at steelcitybusiness.com and subscribe to get our new episodes first. Audio marketing works. Talk to the Rebel Base Media team about creating a custom, cost-effective podcast for your business at rebelbasemedia.io.